Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. Hey! And Tim Kalpakis. Hey! And we're your hosts, the Sloppy Boys. What's up, dudes? Hey! Not too much. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hey. I'm sort of doing a Surfer Cali thing. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> oh my god. This is uh, this is going to be one of these character podcasts where you do a comedy character. Oh, that would be cool. Hey, yeah, uh, my character for the day is Surf... Mm. Surf bod, let's call him, and he's got a real nice surf bod. And mine is Surf Bod Two, who <laughs> appears with Surf Bod One. Okay, so I'll, I'll kind of um, straight man, you guys. Uh, no, no, no! What? No, wait a minute. Relax, man. Yeah, relax. You've got to relax. Why are there so many seashells in my car trunk? <laughs> car trunk. Man, what's what's up with Surf Bod One? Well, you'd think you know Surf Bod is like. He doesn't surf very much. <laughs> what? It's just a bod. It's just more of a bod. He's thing. just kind of around the beach talking to people and uh, bothering locals. It's cool to have a flawed character. It's really uh, three dimensional. Yeah. Well, when I saw Breaking Bad, I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use this for Surf Bod One. Okay. So Surf Bod One is going to cook up blue meth. No, Mike, I think that that is, you're kind of stealing a little too much from the show. Stealing his thunder. Hey, I got some booze news. <laughs> now, uh, every note, I mean, I personally, you guys know that we established that you guys are like the Woodward and Bernstein, and I'm sort of like the editor. Uh-huh. And I personally have been tracking this story. So this is more of a feature that I'm working on where I've been tracking the the fireball eggnog. I had <laughs> yes. I had located it. Yeah, you've triangulated its position. Yeah, I know the what where I'm going to go to get it. Now I got my car all gassed up, and I've got I put the I I typed the address into Waze. And I, so I'm definitely hot on the trail. I'm going to go to Rosemead, California and buy the stuff. But in the meantime, <laughs> this something else came to me from one of my uh, reporters, uh, Jefferson Dutton. You texted with a hot scoop that you had found about a certain brand new Bud Light seltzer. Yeah, baby. Whoa. Uh, there's a four pack coming out. Oh, Tim, you really sprang this on me. I don't have any info. It's the ug- ugly sweater collection or something, right? Exactly. It's oh, the ring it's, dong, it's, ding dong. <laughs> Christmas times are coming. Yes, many rings, many dings, and <laughs> quite a few dongs. But like they already had their white claw kind of a thing. But now they're the first brand that going into the holiday season, which by the way, Merry Christmas to you guys. Oh, and to you and yours. Happy holidays. Right back at you, T. They got into the they changed the, the flavors up going into the holidays, and they're gonna be the first company that says seltzer. For the holidays. Uh, Jeff, you mentioned it. I don't like the name. The Ugly Sweater Pack. Come on. Boo. That's, we know what's going on. I think that there were ugly sweater parties in 2007. And then now it's been like 10 goddamn years of like Target being like, ugly sweaters. Yeah, buy a brand new ugly sweater. And how funny is it that like now Bud Light is like, oh yeah, ugly sweat. Like they must have uh, focus grouped the hell out of that thing. Okay, but so that's a dumb name, but I do. I am intrigued by the product, and we're gonna have to uh, 
dig deeper because here are the flavors. One, two, three, four flavors. Peppermint patty. Mm. Okay. Not a fan. Ginger snap. That sounds like they're going to nail it. Apple crisp. Pass. <laughs> Wait, are these, these are hard seltzers? These are hard seltzers, 100 calories. That seems like the closest to the, in the seltzer world, the fruit. Well, and then their final one, cranberry, which is kind of a cheat because that was already in their packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'll, I'm intrigued by, I think ginger snap will be the best. Apple, uh, apple would be fine, but saying apple crisp is fun. Or if they, if they said crisp apple, mm-hmm. I'd say, hey, you got <laughs> well, me. Well, that's not what they mean, though. They mean like crumbly cinnamon. Yeah, like why would you want bubbly water that reminds you of flour crumbles? Also, why wouldn't you just call it <laughs> crisp Miss Apple? Michael, you should be, I told you, you would be so good at this time. I'd be one of these madmen we're talking about. Yes, the madman. Get me down there. Get me down there right now. It is cool to try a winter seltzer. Because here mm. I thought seltzer mm-hmm. was a summertime thing. And, mm-hmm. and Bud Light is saying, oh, no, 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 Jeff. <laughs> Hold it right there, Jeff. That's the commercial for it is you kind of sitting there looking dumb like, eh. And I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, seltzer's a summer thing. <laughs> <laughs> And you keep spraying. You're drinking a seltzer in the winter, watching a commercial for the winter ones. <laughs> I'm doing what? Uh, have you guys seen those commercials that go, Shingles is what? <laughs> it's a funny commercial. Check it out. It made me laugh. And I don't really like laughing at commercials. Shingles is what? Shingles, the disease, is preventable. So they go, did you know that shingles is preventable? And then a lady goes, shingles is what? <laughs> Tell you what, folks. I had shingles. It fucking sucks. I wish Oof. I had that. Thing. You had what? For, for younger people, it's like a stress. It comes on with stress, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that you you had a thing where your bandmates were kind of putting too much pressure on you to play the drums. <laughs> yeah. Hit the hi-hat. No, no, now Hit the bass. Hit this one now. No, no, the toms. <laughs> Come on. Not that one at all. There's a commercial I like. It's uh, also in the medical world uh, for Colaguard. Mm-hmm. And it's the one with the little box, the little cartoon. The mascot is a cartoon box who's walking around. And it's for colon screening. And what you do, and the box explains this, that the box comes to your house, you shit in the box, and send it back to the company, <laughs> and they screen your colon. It's a colon screening that way. Shit in the box. Don't tell the mailman. <laughs> but the little mascot is the box who's talking to you. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I'll come to your house. He doesn't say like, and then you shit in me. He's it's like, like, I'll open wide. <laughs> do you, and in He's animated, and do they have, like, stink lines coming out of his mouth? <laughs> you know, well, he's talking <laughs> to the humans, and the humans should be like, wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of my feces. Jeez, get a breathman box. <laughs> Guys, what are we talking about today? Well, for, hold on. That's, that's oh. it for booze news. Wrap it up. <laughs> Send it off on its way. Boop, 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 boop. That theme song's really catching on with everybody, by the way. Yeah, it kind of switches, and sometimes some of us do it, and sometimes everyone's doing it. It's That's nice. why people like it. It's like, you make it your own. Yeah, do your own thing. We're talking about the Brandy Alexander today, folks. Here's here's what's happening. We're getting into the holiday season. There's a little nip to the air. Sorry, it's coming around again, folks. Both of you guys have a little bit of frost at the end of your noses, I see. Uh-huh. Yep. And what what did we say, the three of us, little tricksters that we are? We got something uh, up our sleeve. We said, let's do, for December, let's do some kind of cozy holiday wintry drinks. And we are going to be uh, looking into some others. But then we said, let's kick it off with a, a, a very traditional old classic from the IBA cocktail list entitled The Brandy Alexander. AKA the Alexander, but we're calling it the Brandy Alexander. Have you guys had one before? Go. No. No. Well, what are your perceptions, thoughts, feelings? Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Sorry, one second. I haven't either. Oh, right. Uh, I almost forgot to get him in. Surfbot one has never had one. Nor have I, man. Too. Okay, let me just stri- give me a chance to straight man you guys real quick. No. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> okay, great. okay. Great. So maybe we won't hear from those guys ever again. Maybe uh, we'll hear from them a lot. Okay. Now the Brandy Alexander 
And I want to uh, having you guys never tasted before. What are your what are your thoughts, perceptions, connotations? Well, I don't want to get into what it. I think it's going to taste like because I, maybe I'll wait for you to say what the recipe is. Mm-hmm. But I was picturing a very different drink. What were you picturing? I was picturing something that was like um, more of a uh, old fashioned. Yeah, more liquor forward, a brown licory glass of liquor sludge. Yeah, uh, looking at pictures of it, it looks like a creamier thing than I was picturing, and it looks smaller. I've never, I don't even think I've ever had cognac before. So this will be a treat. Oh, cognac. You know, we've talked about this thing before, like how champagne is sparkling white wine that's from Champagne, France. Mm, And tequila is mezcal that's from five counties in Mexico. Cognac is a type of brandy. So brandy is the big overall term is brandy. And then cognac is if you're, if it comes from cognac. And that is in the whiskey world? Great question. Tastes very whiskey-esque, but it's actually really kind of made more like a wine. It's from grapes, and then they're distilled like way down, So it's in, and they're in oak barrel, so it's woody. Ooh. But it's a little, I mean, it doesn't taste like wine. It doesn't taste grapey. To me, I think it tastes like bourbon, but maybe I don't have a very good palate. Is that why they say brandy is the Toy Story liquor? It's uh, woody and gives you a buzz. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh yes that's why they do okay good that's why brandy uh, <laughs> is the toy story liquor it is woody and it gives you a buzz <laughs> <laughs> it worked on me the second time i was researching this cocktail i couldn't find any information other than that okay so the brandy alexander i a year ago i hadn't had one and then I, I I had several last Christmas because I I wasn't doing much for Christmas staying in town. We had some family visiting, and I said every once in a while I want to try a new spirit. So was the holidays were coming last year. I said, "Hey Timmy, what if you bought some cognac?" Tim, I like that each uh, each holiday you try a, a new spirit. Sometimes I wish you'd try the Christmas spirit, you old Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around the Christmas holiday, I had a choice of every spirit. To uh, I'm start at this point. I'm starting to sound like Scrooge. Spirit, oh spirit, spirit, oh jeez. Oh. Well, show me next, okay. Oh spirit, hey, did I ever tell you about Bob Cratchit? Yeah, you always. You know. oh, my 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 doorknob uh, talked to me when I came in. Oh, <laughs> it looked like Marley. I think I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, Bob Marley. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> now there's a character. Now that's a video we're gonna shoot. That's okay. good. That's good. Stir it up. What? Come on. Uh, no, so last year I'm saying I'm going to buy cognac. I'm going to have a bunch of cognac. And I bought it. I did like it. And I tasted it. And I said, this is kind of tastes like whiskey, basically. But I had the snifters to drink it out of. And I had some fun. But then I said, Tim, on Christmas Eve, you should make a cocktail for everybody. We had family coming in from Dubai, you know, meeting a new uh, uh, um, uh, brother-in-law guy from Egypt. And I said, I'm, I'll do a nice thing. I'll make a make a drink for everybody. And I Googled and the Brandy Alexander was kind of like the most famous cocktail to make with uh, uh, cognac. Ah. It's another simple guy too for our simple listeners. Which I, yeah, the simpletons <laughs> listening to this, if you try listing a fourth ingredient, they're like, <laughs> what man? Yeah, some of the simpletons <laughs> hosting too find it yeah. very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, our listeners are uh, uh, surf bud uh, three through three million. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this drink is recorded. It's like a this one's a very old Gilded Age drink, uh, early 1900s, invented at um, Rector's in New York, which is uh, one of these big old, there were all these lobster palaces in, in Times Square where it was like giant restaurants where you ate uh, <laughs> lobster. They were having a party because a railroad company had made an ad campaign for a railroad and it was starring this fictional character, Phoebe Snow. Phoebe Snow was like, this supposed to be like this Victorian proper lady who wears a white dress, but she can't go on the train because all the soot will get on her dress. Yeah. And then they, so their ad campaign was about how this is a coal powered train that doesn't put a bunch of black shit all over your dress. And then to celebrate the successful ad campaign, Troy Alexander, the bartender at Rector's at the party invented a white cocktail that was Phoebe Snow themed, ah, and it was the Alexander. It's a corporate tie-in. It's Why a didn't corporate- they name it the Phoebe? 
Um, I think it was because at the time Friends was in pre-production and they didn't want to didn't want to step on any toes. Step on any of that. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to nitpick Tim, but the the thing was a coal engine wouldn't turn your clothes black. Yeah, because coal trains blew a bunch of smoke all over the place, and people would step off the train and be all dusty, covered in soot and shit. Yeah. So why? So shouldn't she be covered in soot? No, that's the th- the thing. Any other train, she would be, but on this specific railroad. Oh, 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 oh. Company. They do something different. I thought they used a different form of fuel. Go ahead. It's like it's like the smell good plumber. Whatever it's brand exactly does that, the, where yeah. it's just like, hey, you you associate this line of work with this stench or this off putting thing. Yeah, where yeah. The, we don't do that. You're saying we are part of an industry you hate and it's shitty, but we're the one good guy. Gotcha. So then the, the, the people love that cocktail. It's kind of known as this sweet, fancy drink. It's, it is kind of a signifier of class. In uh, a Bride's Head Revisited, uh, the book, and I think in the TV show, there's like a, uh, a Oscar Wilde type dandy party boy who orders four Brandy Alexanders and chugs them all. So it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a classy, fun kind of a thing. Ooh, okay. But I kept coming across this one anecdote that uh, was more interesting to me than any of that old-timey bullshit. <laughs> uh, what, what caught my attention is I remember watching the documentary about Harry Nilsson, you know, the uh, singer-songwriter. Of course. Uh-huh. And um, there was uh, a famous night during John Lennon's Lost Weekend where they went to the Troubadour and drank Brandy Alexander. So have you guys heard about John Lennon's Lost Weekend? Oh, yes. Yes. And it wasn't a weekend. It was like a year. But they call it was it a year and a half. And Yoko was like, John, you're getting kind of weird. Go out to Malibu or L.A. Yeah. And have yourself a good time for once. Get away from me. L.A. County, let's say. L.A. County. Yeah. She said, not Orange County, not Ventura County. You better not leave that county. L.A. County. Um, so he brings depressed John Lennon to the Troubadour to see a Smothers Brothers show. <laughs> and then he, and he says, hey, hey, John, you got to try this drink. Uh, it's a Brandy Alexander. And then John Lennon tastes the Brandy Alexander. And he said, these taste like milkshakes. These are delicious. And then he drank too much of them. And he made a scene out of himself. And he famously got kicked out of the Troubadour. Oh, baby. Dang. This is good for the pod. This is where we got to be. Yeah. And I love stuff that's good for the pod. I mean, that's ideal for me. Can all of our drinks have rock and roll backstories? Yeah. I heard this anecdote and I said to myself, I got to dig deeper. So uh, I, I did kind of a cool thing. And... Um, I, I had been reading about this night of the Troubadour. I said, that's not enough for my pod. I want to see if they have the surveillance tape from that night to really prove if this happened or not. And Mike, you helped me. We went down the Troubadour. We looked through hours and hours of uh, audio tape. They have files it, for every uh, audio for every night, which is a long time. That's pretty Yeah, so we had the, our fingers were bare. But eventually we did find the tape from that night, it's infamously referred to as the Brandy Alexander tape. And we fought, we found it and I want to play it for you right now. Wow. And I don't think it's been published anywhere. So this is like the only time. Dang, that's crazy. Talk about booze news. This is, this is a scoop. This is booze news. So take yourself back to the, to the early seventies, Troubadour, West Hollywood. Here it is. The Brandy Alexander tape. Hey, Harry. Oh, what's this drink you've handed me? Why, these taste like milkshakes. Oh, oh, give me another one. Hey, Smothers Brothers, you suck. What? Hey, don't put your hands on me. Get your hands off of me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wazoo! (coughs) They tasted like milkshakes. Like milkshakes, I tell you. Milkshakes. I hope my wife Yoko doesn't find out about this. Can you believe that? <laughs> we found that in a dusty old oh my drawer. God, what a treasure. And it happened so quickly. Yeah, I know. His turn I assumed this was over hours, but apparently it was 30 seconds. He had his first one and a couple more and got kicked out and arrested all within 30 seconds? I, you heard the tape. And there's, we looked at the tape. There was no edit point. There wasn't any uh, editing. Ta- there was no stitching. This was it. <laughs> there was no stitching anywhere. No stitching. We thought we'd find it. And we put on a little jeweler's loop and we looked real close and found <laughs> not one stitch. And now let's talk about what was in this cocktail that John Lennon tasted on that very night. Thank you. You're going to need three ingredients to make this bad boy. One ounce of cognac. Nice. One ounce of creme de cacao. Got it. The dark stuff. Cacao. And finally, 
one ounce of fresh cream. Ooh, fresh. Ooh, yeah. Pour all ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice cubes. Shake and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a sprinkle of fresh ground nutmeg, nutmeg. on top. Um, you know, I mean, you could use normal nutmeg. You don't have to fresh grind. But I will <laughs> say this. I learned, do you really want to give this one a good shake? You're emulsifying the cream together with the other ingredients. Oh. should really just shake the shit out of it. <laughs> All right. You know what I appreciate about this recipe is the math is cut and dry. Yeah, I love that. You're using the same thing. For my little pea brain, it just makes it easy. Equal parts. Say, hey, equal parts. Well, how much? Oh, equal parts. So it could be as big as you want it. I mean, they're saying an ounce of each, <laughs> but let's say you want to make this the size of a bathtub. You're going to go maybe for like a third of a bathtub amount of each. I'm, <laughs> I might do a, a shot glass of each. There you go. Yes. Yes, I think I will. Well, you guys want to get into it? I do. Let's do it. See you soon. Let's do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here, and I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you gotta get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something, and you got, I just gotta tell someone this, I just gotta fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively, and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me, I've been to therapy. I'm the therapy guy, I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say, you know what, my two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis. I've got, it's weighing me down, what am I gonna do? That of course is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks... Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. Hey, we're back talking about the Brandy Alexander. You guys ready for those first sips? Yeah, let's <laughs> try this fucking thing. Whoa! Yep. Whoa! 
That uh, that leaves a little uh, burned up throat for me. See, I'm yeah. I thought this was gonna be. I think the ones I've made in the past were too much of the creme de cacao because they were too sweet. This is. I like this. This is. Um, it's very cognac-y. I think I did too much of the creme, and it's a little too sweet. I mean, this is this is far from a milkshake. Yeah, what kind of milkshakes is Lennon drinking, man? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it does kind of like twist up the old facey. <laughs> what are you drinking out there, Mike? Is that a wine glass? Um, yeah, it's not really a wine glass necessarily, but it's ah, it's a goblet of sorts. Yeah, it looks very holiday-ish. It's very nice. The nutmeg's nice, I will say. The nutmeg. <laughs> so it's this is drink. It's creamy. It's thick. It tastes a little bit like a Tootsie Roll kind of a chocolatey flavor. T H I C C thick. Yeah, baby. Yeah, back this thing up into my mouth. <laughs> and then the the cognac is, uh, you know, it's whiskey ish, right? It tastes it tastes like I wouldn't know that that's not bourbon in there, but it is. Good. You could make it with bullet. Yeah, you could make it with bullet. Ooh, mm. this is a um, okay. I don't know about this. I, I, it it kind of <laughs> okay. It smells like uh, it smells like eggnog. I think that nutmeg is like yeah the defining ingredient of nutmeg of, of eggnog. Yeah, unless we're talking, of course, fireball eggnog, which has a certain different <laughs> additive that we don't have to go into right now. We will. We will save it. Isn't nutmeg one of these things where if you just like eat a ton of it, it gets you high? Ah, they say that about everything. I well, I think that marijuana is like that. Yeah, you smoke enough of that stuff. That's true. Especially uh <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> Michael. Whoa. Mike. No, a lot of these guys, these you'll get somebody try to sell you some crap. That's what they call it on the street. Hey, is this uh, the good stuff or is this crap? Now, Tim Tim doesn't smoke weed, but he hates shake. Oh, how dare you even bring it up? The mere word. How can you hate shake? <laughs> <laughs> shake uh when i was making this oh the cacao that's why i love the cacao i love saying it when i went to buy it at this liquor store i asked the guy where it was and he pointed to it and uh, all the creme de cacao was uh all the bottles were covered in dust <laughs> yeah not a popular uh <laughs> liqueur fresh dust that had just fallen <laughs> it was old it was old dust oh <laughs> uh, they weren't sawing wood nearby i was like how old is this dust right here he's like Oof, that stuff's been here a while it's before i started man guy like guy like me should probably uh dust that up um jeff remember one time we were at uh, circus liquors up in the valley and um you know that that old i think it's in clueless it's in a lot of stuff you guys people would recognize it. it's a big there's a big neon clown in the front they uh they should put it in a circus movie and they, they wouldn't have to cast one of the guys <laughs> um no one time we were there picking up a keg for a party and um, I was walking the aisles. Yeah. And I, you know, liquor stores in general, like true, just like liquor stores, not like, hey, it's a wine selection, but just liquor stores. Uh, they don't turn over their uh, product <laughs> on the shelves too often. Yeah. Besides, like you're talking about like the snacks. The snacks. Exactly. You're, you'll go in there and find some graham crackers from like eight years ago. We were finding a lot of things that look kind of old. And then the old, so I specifically was like, what's the oldest thing on here? And I started looking at the labels and everything. And, um, but I, I like this business. So maybe we bleep, bleep the name of it. <laughs> say or it, maybe say we call it. them out. Maybe I ruin their business and, uh, and I just live with it. Anyway, um, on the shelf, you know, like, um, a package of ice cream cones, like, uh, cake cones. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, the 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 wafer kind of cone, the, the flat on the bottom ones. Flat on the bottom one, nineteen ninety two. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> well, I can't believe people aren't going to the circus liquor to get their ice cream cones. Yeah, hey kids, you want a little treat? Get in the back of the car. We're going to circus liquor. You would think that somebody would have picked up uh, ice cream cones in that amount of time. They were picking them up at other other places, just not circus liquors. That's so funny to think of how long those were there. And I, you know, I would cut them some slack if it was like, you know, a year or something. But that just like it probably changed owners in that time. <laughs> Whoa, Tim is done. See, I get what what happened to Lennon. These things just slide right down my throat. Should have made one and a half like the Handman. Yeah, you're smart with that big yeah. old goblet. I'm uh, I'm getting more used to it, but it still is a, it's not the uh, 
Each sip is still kind of like, whoa. I should have clarified up top. This is an after dinner drink. This is a dessert drink. No, you know, oh, well, uh, I haven't eaten dinner yet. <laughs> no wonder I hate this. <laughs> so the experience is way off. Or it's a before dinner drink when you have a lot of room for cream in your room for cream, not in the Starbucks sense. Oh, God. Um, what a but, corporation. <laughs> That's another corporation. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm railing against corporations today. But this is a drink. If it were too sweet or if you taste it in your note is this is sweeter than creamier than I like, just know that you're supposed to drink this when you're celebrating a railroad ad campaign in 1916. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's not meant to be like I'm wolfing down a burger and and washing it down with this. Although that wouldn't be bad either. Milkshakes go good with burgers. It sounds pretty great. But if you're at, if you're at that uh, that lobster emporium you were talking about and this guy is uh, making the drinks for you. If somebody just made a drink like, hey, I just invented this. Try this out, and I'm a I'm a big time bartender. Try this. I wouldn't drink and be like, "This is awful." <laughs> like, you made this. This is called the Alexander. It's great. I love you. Yeah, you're not gonna look him in the face and be like, "I hate your creation." <laughs> I hate you. Which is sometimes when I'm praying, that's what I say to God. I've done that to other bartenders oh, who I knew didn't uh, make the drink themselves. They, you know, they invented. They gave me a drink, and I said, "I hate you." <laughs> I hate Michael, you do this to me. I hate it. I hate it. You. I hate you. Um. So this lobster palace, right? There, there was, uh, you know, the Gilded Age New York of the late 1800s, early 1900s. It was all these like rich. They didn't have income taxes back then, so that's why the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers got so goddamn damn. rich. I say tax them, tax that ass, give us Medicare for all. Well, it's too late <laughs> for those people. They're probably they're way past Medicare times. But I read this very funny thing that the. <laughs> Uh, around the turn of the early uh, you know 1900s the 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 thing the the cool kind of restaurant was a lobster palace so in times square they had all these giant lobster palaces where you you'd go and eat lobster in times square hold on when you say lobster palace what's palatial about it king lobster lives there <laughs> oh damn i'm picturing a huge a huge multi-tiered building Yes, it's a huge giant. I mean, in these old timey pictures I looked at, it looked more almost like a wedding or an event. And you're like, that was just a normal night at a restaurant. <laughs> this is no Long John Silver's. This is no Red Lobster. This is a palace. <laughs> this is a palace. This was fancy food for a fancy dude. But this specific place, Rector's, was like a, a hotel with this restaurant. It's now, um, it's at 44th and Broadway. And um, you would rec- it's now ABC Studios, like where the, the Good Morning America happens. Mm. And you'd recognize the building because it's where it has this like, like a ticker tape sign with scrolling uh, stock and headlines and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And all that shit going on. So uh, I came across the name when reading about it. They were bragging. They're like, Rector's, uh, you know, and you know who ate there was Diamond Jim Brady. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you guys heard that name before? Diamond Jim Brady? Uh-uh. No. I didn't put it together right away, but then I was like, I do kind of remember Diamond Jim Brady. <laughs> what is that from? And I remembered from Lowry's, the prime rib restaurant in LA, uh-huh. their biggest cut of prime rib that's like a double steak that's huge is called the Diamond Jim Brady cut. And I was like, what's this deal with <laughs> Diamond Jim Brady? And basically he was a rich guy. A businessman in New York who got, he was just a fat guy who ate a lot and he ate so much that he got famous. <laughs> <laughs> so di- what's diamond from? He, he, he wore a lot of diamonds when he got rich. He was a self-made billionaire. Okay. And he would go out to plays in, in New York. He'd go to Broadway and see whatever the new show was. And then if he, because he was like huge and fat and ate a lot, if he ate at your restaurant before <laughs> he saw a play, that was like, a, he was literally a celebrity. So I found this little thing here from, from the, uh, a blurb about Rector's that was <laughs> talking about what he ordered and they were so proud that he ate there. And they said, the menu for his before theater dinner began with three dozen oysters followed by a dozen hard shelled crabs. Then six fresh lobsters, a rector's specialty, a steak, and for dessert, pastries. Oh, oh my God. Not one or two, but the entire contents of the tray. So he ate the whole pastry tray. And I read about this guy and I was like, 
This I want to know what he drank because you know this sounds like a great like a uh, 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 sloppy boys guy. I better he drank ten thousand martinis, and it specifically said along with the food he drank carafe after carafe of orange juice. Oh boy! <laughs> oh God! He did not drink intoxicating beverages. <laughs> orange juice and seafood is dis- it's so gross. Orange juice in most dinners is not great. Carafe after carafe. God, can you imagine on like three three trays of oysters, you're dumping orange juice on it? (laughs) I mean, what like that also is just takes a long time to eat. Yeah, or were they were they was he breaking the oyster or breaking the uh, lobsters up himself? Yeah, I mean, he probably showed up for dinner hours and hours before the play. I mean, how weird if you go? You imagine you go to the theater district and you want to see the new play and then you have six lobsters in your stomach and you're horny from the oysters <laughs> and you can't see the stage on account of your boner god what was his name diamond what diamond jim diamond jim brady i wonder if diamond joe quimby from the simpsons comes from that if they if there was some weird connection wait is that mayor quimby's name yeah they always call him diamond joe quimby ah maybe he's like rich from corruption or something like yeah. that and then the last interesting bit of uh, trivia uh, that I noticed when I was reading about this. So what re- what was Rector's and is now ABC Studios, it fell into like disrepair for a little while in the middle there. And in the 70s, it, they shot um, Midnight Cowboy there. Oh, so the, nice. the, 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 the grimy hotel that John Voight stays at when he comes mm-hmm. to New York uh, before he gets booted because he runs out of money. Here's my last point that's going to make you guys look at me and be like, Tim, you, you did it. <laughs> What's the big song from uh, Midnight Cowboy when he's walking around this hotel? He ain't heavy as my brother. Everybody's talking at me. Uh-huh. Performed by Harry Nilsson. Come on. Whoa. So, so the very guy that gave the Brandy Alexanders to Lennon uh, he was singing in a movie that was shot at the place that invented the Brandy Alexander. Crazy. I, I wonder if he knew that. I'm sure that that's why he wanted it on the movie. <laughs> oh, you, you guys are shooting a project in the, the former location of a hotel that invented a drink that I later gave to John Lennon? I just gave the funny Beetle a bunch of them. He kicked, got kicked out. <laughs> Ringo? Oh, I thought, wh- who, was, who was John? Um, I don't know. Paul's the cute one. Right. John Was John the quiet one? No. I think that was, was George. George. Yeah, John was the Brandy Alexander drinking one. Yeah. You, they, they would say, John was the Brandy Alexander drinking one years later. Man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. <laughs> years later. These do get better as you go. Mm-hmm. As, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drunker you get, the happier you get. I agree with that. Hey, uh, you know what's funny about the Rector's thing? You said that's where ABC Studios is. It's, it makes sense because every time you watch uh, Al Roker do the weather, he always kind of starts to like, does it smell like lobster in here too? Oh, hey, okay, we're back on. Uh, let's talk about the weather for you. Every time, because I, I watch the show and he does the weather multiple times per hour. Yeah. Every day. Huh. Do you have the sound on on your TV or? Oh, that could be it because yeah. in the morning I, I have it muted. Yeah, check that. <laughs> well, folks, you know what time it is. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. 
back. Guys, what do you think about uh, final thoughts on the Brandy Alexander? <laughs> the Brandy Alexandy, as they say. It's good. I I agree. It's getting better as it goes as it goes on. Yeah, a lot of our drinks do. <laughs> it's because it's trickling farther down your throat. If you don't like it, keep drinking it. Yeah. Uh, you know, will I order this again? This is like if I'm at a holiday party and somebody's like, hey, we're doing Brandy Alexander's. I'll say, Man, I'll take one of those. I mean, the holiday spirit. <laughs> I won't be a killjoy. I'll hop on board. Yeah, hey. And I had one of those with my old friends. Uh, God, that must have been 40 years ago now, right? <laughs> yeah, this is appointment only, this drink. Uh, this is like somebody's made a plan and there's an occasion and we're going to have this down at old Fezziwigs yeah. or or whatever. But I'm not I'm not off the cuff ordering this ever in my life. Right. Or you're coming to America to visit your brother-in-law, Tim, and he said, here's what we drink in America. <laughs> and I made a bunch of these and everyone went, thank you. <laughs> I wonder if a guy, the guy, uh, he was from Egypt, you said? Yeah. I wonder if this is at all on their menus there or anything like it. I, I don't know much about Egypt or uh, what they drink or eat, but. My understanding is it's mainly Alexander's of different sorts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this drink a lot. I think if someone handed me one on uh, Christmas Eve, I would say, uh, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I think this is a got to be handed, handed to me. You don't even say it out loud. I mean, it's a joke in the Between Two Ferns movie that Zach orders one. And it's like, he says Brandy Alexander, and then everyone watching laughs out loud. So <laughs> that's not a good sign for you uh, ordering one. But does it taste good? Yes. And does the nutmeg make it very holiday-ish? Yes. Awesome. So if you're a person who maybe doesn't love eggnog and you feel left out of the creamy fun, <laughs> this could be the drink for you. Wow. I remember this drink from a Feist song. Yes. Uh, what, so I thought it was, because the, the lyrics are... He's my Brandy Alexander, always gets me into trouble, but that's another matter, Brandy Alexander. Oh. So I thought it was more of a, like, wild, you know, you drink these and get yourself into to a fist fight or something. Well, maybe it's that they taste so good and, and so desserty that uh, John Lennon drank too many, so maybe they do have a, a reputation. Ah, you yes. get loaded up on, a, you get hopped up on cream and you start fights. <laughs> What's, you think I could, re how much? cream could you drink before you have a heart attack like you you can't have this in your normal life can you just drink cream all the time sure you can <laughs> you ever put cream in your coffee yes jerry diamond uh jim seemed to be doing all right yeah but he died of being a fat piece of shit <laughs> yeah but he was also a billionaire <laughs> yeah that's true worked out for him well that's it for the brandy alexander mike what do you got for us i i, I cooked up a little uh quiz for you too now we're talking about the Alexander, the Alexander. I, I think we all know, a very famous actor yes. with a last name, Alexander. Jason Alexander? Jason Alexander. Yes. That's right. And we <laughs> yeah. know him mostly as the beloved character, George Costanza. Mr. What Costanza. About George? What about George? Yes. So I figured I'd put together a little audio quiz for you two, and you at, you at home, listening at home, or in your car, or out on a walk. Maybe you got your walk of the dogs, I don't know. Or you're uh, looking at your sound system, and you're just staring at the speakers, and you yeah. got this blasting loud. As if, as if each speaker, you got three speakers, it's like the three of us are there talking to you. Three amigos. Um, so I cooked up this little quiz, and it is little, um, little audio drops of Costanza quotes, George Costanza, Jason Alexander, and I want you guys, once you hear the, once you hear it, buzz in and say what's happening in that scene, what episodes are from, any, anything, if you understand what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. this is fun. This is good. So the answer can be anything. No, I mean, yes, it could be open to anything. It could be George's talking, but I'd, I would give you the right one if it was like, uh, okay. You know, this is the episode when George is doing this or what, what he's sort of referring to. All right, let's begin. We'll figure it out. Let's play the first one here. Number one. Oh, hey, 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 that's great. That's very nice. You know, we've been waiting 20 minutes for you people. What do you think, you're Mussolini? Back off. Puffball, it's not my car. <laughs> Wasn't talking to you. <laughs> buzz, buzz. George is wearing a big Gore-Tex coat 
after buying a black and white cookie, but he was parked in at the bakery by Saddam Hussein. That's very good, Tim. I'm, I'm, you got it right. The Gore-Tex coat, the whole thing. I'm not going to ding it. He did not buy the cookie. That was Jerry bought the cookie. Oh, Oh, Jerry got the cookie. Yes. Yes. It's the episode called The Dinner Party. Yes. Great episode. Timmy's on the board. I should write this down. So Tim, that's one for Tim. And maybe make a little note there that Tim is on fire. Uh, let's see. Tim, uh, uh, I'll just write Tim O.F. Jeff is in the ditch. Jeff, Jeff is, uh, we're worried about Jeff. Say that Jeff has been slumping, but, you know, nothing is over yet. He's due for a hot streak, that is for sure. Here we go, number two. <laughs> yeah? Well, I had sex with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz. Okay. I I'm trying to picture the like the roomies in or whatever, but I do know that George was had been uh, was like, what, what's a good comeback for somebody? And then Kramer was like, just tell me I had sex with his wife or something. So I'm gonna I don't I can't remember the total context, but I want to say it's it's the jerk store episode, and he's in the conference room at the Yankees, and he's eating a lot of shrimp. That's right. That's yeah, right. Baby. Oh, my God. Okay. That's right. Great quiz. Awesome. <laughs> now, Jeff. Oh, it's the quiz's fault, isn't uh, it, Jeff? Yeah, it is the quiz's fault. I thought you knew more about Steinfeld, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, Jeff, you call yourself a, a comedy professional? <laughs> yeah. And you haven't watched Steinfeld Chronicles? All right, this could be a, a sweep, a sweep in the quiz. Maybe that's, has that ever happened? Who knows? Here we go, number three. No, 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 no. It was not trash. Okay, Buzz. Uh, George <laughs> no. Costanza has just eaten a chocolate eclair out of the garbage, and he's being accused of eating garbage. Real true story that happened to Larry David. That's right. Jeez, Tim, you, you've seen this show more than once. Jeff? <laughs> yeah. What's up? You got your work cut out for you here. I sure do. All right. <laughs> Are you not remembering any of these, Jeff? No. You don't re- you don't recognize any of them? I, I mean, I like recognized the first one, but the rest of these are just like <laughs> oh boy. No, no, this is good. It's got a lot to do with the drink. It's really fun for everybody, and everybody <laughs> at home is understanding what we're doing. I think everyone at home loves it. They're happy for the boy Tim, and they're thinking Jeff probably just tokes too much weed to remember. <laughs> All right. Well, we got. Uh, let's see. That was number three. We got. Plenty left here on the quiz. Six more. Here on the, on the quiz, the name of the show. Here we go, number four. Check in next time on the quiz. Hello, Rumple. Metallic swing. I go on. And someone crying out, Dear God! <laughs> that that made me one. laugh because it sounded funny, but I did not recognize even a word. I didn't even... Oh. I couldn't get, like, not only did I not recognize it from the show, but I didn't recognize them as English words. Oh, is it too low? It was it was low, but, like, let's do one more time. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, Rumple. <laughs> Metallic swing. <laughs> I go on. And someone crying out, dear God! <laughs> okay, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll say Oh, it. wait, 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 wait. Sam, if you get this. A low rumple. This is George. Yes. Recounting what happened on the tape. It, when the when his briefcase is comes back uh, damaged, he leaves a tape recorder in it to see what happened to it. And he's recounting what he hears on the tape. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very entertaining stuff. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling that our listeners are saying, this is really fun. I'm listening. I'm hearing George. George is fun. Yeah. I remember Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. people like to watch Seinfeld, so they, they probably enjoy these clips more than they enjoy the rest of our podcast. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> Shut your traps and stop kicking the seats. We're trying to watch the movie. <laughs> and if I have to tell you again, we're going to take it outside and I'm going to show you what it's like. You understand me? <laughs> Now shut your mouths or I'll shut them for you. And if you think I'm kidding, just try me. Try me. Because I would love it. <laughs> Jeff. <gasps> nice. 
this is that hilarious episode where like George is in a movie theater and there are these people sitting behind him who keep kicking his seat. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, you've made me so happy today. Hell yeah. You You got it, my man. Context clues. See, Jeff? You don't have to, you you can just be smart. <laughs> yeah, this is like when they tell you on standardized testing that you can actually find some of the answers in the test itself. <laughs> you have to decode. Mike, what movie was it? Rochelle, Rochelle? Was the name of, oh, oh that they're watching? I don't know. I just uh, found the clip. Fair enough. I love the uh, fake. Well, also, Seinfeld will mix real movies with fake movies. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. the English patient, and they're like, let's go see Sack Lunch. Sack, sack Lunch, lunch. <laughs> yeah. Sack Lunch is the funniest. Like, like, it's like, so you have the English patient. <laughs> but they make Sack Lunch sound so dumb. Because <laughs> Elaine wants to see it. She's like, how'd they get in there? <laughs> is there something, I, mean, I could be making this up, but when she's like watching Sack Lunch, she's like, no, get out of there. Or, or <laughs> yeah. he's like, I got another Sack Lunch or something very dumb. I remember them wondering, like, are the people shrunk down or is it a big bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, here is number six. Counterclockwise swirl. <laughs> Jeff. Oh. Yes. This is the move. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Oh, damn. So wait, I want to make sure I get it right, though. George stole Jerry's move? He, he was letting did him, Jerry steal George's move. George stole Jerry's. Yeah. So do I get it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got it. But then doesn't George separately have a really bad move that like involves a lot of knuckles? Oh, yeah. Something? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like something and then a twist or something. Yeah. His girlfriend's like, oh, terrible move. <laughs> Folks, we're talking cunnilingus. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, it, it was amazing. This show could talk about this type of stuff. That was one of those, like, I would watch it as a kid and be like, I don't think I know what's going on here. <laughs> oh, like the master of my master of his domain. <laughs> yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. And there was also the one, the saxophone player, where it was like, he doesn't actually do everything. Right. That one I really was like, well, <laughs> <laughs> mom. I don't know. Is he talking about 69? Okay, here we go. We're, hey, we're pretty close here. It's four to two. Wow. T versus J. Four this to two. Come from behind. Could be a come from behind. This is a Cinderella story. Yeah, we'll see. Here we go, number seven. I'll tell you something. I wish there were pigmen. You got a few of these pigmen walking around. Suddenly, I'm looking a lot better. (laughs) If I wait someone to fix me up, they could say, hey, at least he's no (laughs) pigman. I remember the pigman at the hospital. Uh, So why are they at the hospital? Is it to watch the junior mint surgery? No, it's because of ass man. I think Assman is involved. They, they, uh, no. Assman might be later. That was the last one was from Fusilli Jerry where, uh, oh, uh, you're right. Somebody right, right, right. sits down on the thing. But, um, Duddy, do you know this one? No. They were there for, I think, their friend who was having a baby. Their friend has an ugly baby. Is that maybe it or something? That, like that? uh, that actually, actually comes in, I think, in the next one. But, um, Kramer, Kramer gets the pig man out of the hospital. Yeah. Kramer thinks he sees a pig man, like being, uh, uh, like he thinks scientists are making a pig man in the hospital. And George is saying he wants to be a pig man. Uh, that point goes to no one. That one goes to me. I'm taking that one home. Uh, you shouldn't get any points for this quiz. <laughs> yeah. You have a little bit of an advantage. All right. And here is number eight. I think that you think that a certain something is not all that it could be. When in fact, it is all that it should be and more. Jeffy. Yeah. Oh, shrinkage. That's the famous shrinkage. I mean, what else is it? All that it could be and more. (laughs) Damn. That's a good episode, baby. Even Uh, I know it. Jeff's back on board with the quiz. He likes the quiz. I've always said you have the best quizzes. (laughs) All right. Here's this was what I was going to use for the tiebreaker, but uh, Tim is technically winning four to three. But Jeff, if you get this, it's the tiemaker. You win, now, it, it, whoever gets this wins the whole thing. Let's say that. Okay, all or nothing. Oh, my God. My backbone is longer than it's supposed to be. It's, it's like a genetic abnormality. It's a vestigial tail. Shao how? <laughs> yeah, Tim got it. No, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason Alexander plays Jack Black's buddy in Shallow Hell, who... Um, Uses a weird accent. 
Uh, or is that his real voice? I was going to say it didn't. It's, I was like, is this like season one or something? Like, has he not <laughs> yeah. found the character yet? What is this? He kind of did in the pilot of Seinfeld. He did like a Woody Allen impression sort of. But him and Shao, I mean, I think people have pointed out Shao Hao is the worst movie ever, ever. Yeah. It's it. What even now you watch and you're like, I can't believe they made something this mean and sizest and problematic. But even in its day, it was unfunny and hated. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I saw it in the theater with my like mom and maybe extended family. Even we were just like, that was bad. <laughs> cool Jack Black was like the hot indie comedian. So cool. They gave him a starring role. Farrelly Brothers, hot off of uh, all their shit. Something about Mary. But also like Jack Black, he looks, they give him this weird hairdo. Where he's got like long sideburns and he just like looks kind of like an elvis guy. It's a little confusing whether we're, because he's vain. But it's not really clear whether we're supposed to think of him as handsome or not, you know? I right, mean. right, right, right. I don't know. Um, well, that was Shallow How. Tim, uh, the Jason Alexander, Brandy Alexander quiz goes to Tim on this one. I, yes! Damn! Jeff, you, you gave up a good fight, though. That was great. <sighs> that was a good quiz. I think that was a good That was a good quiz. No, the quiz was bad. <laughs> but it's, it's fun, though, because you get the drops, the audio drops. Yeah. Well, also, sometimes a bad quiz can still be an awesome pod segment. Is the thing is what everyone's thinking. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll have to we'll have to put it out there. If you think this was a good quiz, let us know. If you think it was a bad quiz, you don't have to tell us. But you can email me personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, folks, let's read some mail. Oh, Jared asks. This better not be Jared Kushner. <laughs> hey, sloppy boys. Were any of you fans of beer pong in your younger days? If so, what was your preferred variant and any good stories from playing it? Thanks, Jared Kushner. <laughs> I would have said yes, but I don't know what a variant is, so maybe I'm a poser. Yeah, what's variant? I think he means like the the sort of regional things where it's like, you can't blow in the cups, you can't oh, play defense, oh, oh. it's like whatever. Also, the hardcore people play with paddles. Like back in the day, they would play, uh, you wouldn't touch the ball, you'd, you'd paddle it. And, and Beirut is the one where you're where you're throwing and then yeah. that just sort of became um i'll say this no variant because i love playing it but i blissfully never paid attention to any of like my friends would be like re-rack them at three seven and nine and and all this stuff and i just never i just never paid attention i i, I was okay at getting enough of an arc to the ball to get it in but i i never paid attention to the rules once yeah i'm so happy to let like the home team kind of pick the rules and just go with the flow. I hate yeah, yeah. getting into pissing contests about what you can and can't do. It's just like decide what you can do and play the fucking game. Right. Beer, beer anytime I'm playing a, uh, or anytime I would be playing a um, drinking game or something, and people would be like, okay, that's, uh, yeah, that's two drinks for you, two, two sips. Or it's like people who are counting how much you're drinking, it's like we're all just kind of, here drinking and having also, fun. It's, yeah, it's not a punishment. You're here to get drunk. Relax, man. It's really easy to be a buzzkill when you when you get too crazy into the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say this. In the COVID times, I would love to play beer pong. That just sounds <laughs> like such a blast. I want to share some saliva. Oh, my God. I enjoyed, I enjoyed playing beer pong. It was one of those things. I have the same problem with bowling where, like, the first time I did it, I was uh, I had a good game. Yeah. And then I think I'm good at it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll j- let me jump. I can jump on your team. I'm pretty good. And then like not really produce. And I'm like, okay, well, that you know, that's not, uh, it's not <laughs> like me. <laughs> I've never really uh, crapped out too hard in beer pong, but I've definitely been the guy in Flip Cup that everyone is like, come on, oh. Tim, what, what the hell are you doing? You held up the <laughs> yeah, whole I can, team. I can go either way on Flip Cup. It's, it's, I can really screw that up bad. Now, Jeff, you said a moment ago that when you play beer pong, you don't want to get into a pissing contest. Uh-huh. But it's interesting. It's kind of the exact opposite when you're in the bathroom, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's where I shine. <laughs> you come into the bathroom hey. with me and you're going down. <laughs> hey, want to see who can pee more? Hey, share my toilet with me. Here, here. <laughs> me, Jefferson Dunn, of course. I've been in a bathroom where you know, I'm peeing and somebody throws a uh, ping pong ball in the toilet. Like, got to drink it. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm not doing it. If you've got a question for the boys, email us at thesloppyboyspodcast at gmail.com. Guys, anything else? Much love. Nothing on my end. Uh, the holidays are here. Get used to it. We're going to be doing some fun holiday shit. Get cozy. Light that fire. Put on that weighted blanket. Turn the carbon monoxide oh. on and close your eyes. 
the red scarves are coming out tonight, and we're wrapping up and real tight. And the trees are getting chopped down. Have a Brandy Alexander under the tree. That's our show. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock The Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. That's patreon.com slash The Sloppy Boys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Check you later. Uh, Surfbod 1's back. Bye. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>